Hyde. Written by Jorge's Gorge, 1977. My dad took me out of school when I was seven. He said he wanted to homeschool me. I never understood why, to be honest. I always did good in school. But one thing I noticed was we never actually did any schoolwork. You see, I slept a lot during the day because my dad would keep me up most of the night to play hide and seek. But I never got to seek. It was my job to hide and hide good, as my dad would say. So every night I'd hide, and my dad would try and find me. I had this spot in my closet that even my dad didn't know about. It was at the very back corner, and it was a door that led into a crawl space. I'd taken an electric lantern, some blankets, a little cooler of food, a couple of comic books, and my Game Boy to keep myself busy while we played. And he never found me. But it was always funny listening to him try. Growl and snarl like he was trying to scare me. But I just had to stay quiet. As daddy said that if I lost, we wouldn't be able to play anymore. So, last night, my aunt and uncle, my daddy's brother, came over for dinner when it was over we were sitting around talking I mentioned about playing hide and seek and my daddy's face turned white my uncle gave me a weird look what do you mean you're playing hide and seek tonight my uncle asked every night daddy and I play hide and seek but he's really bad at it and he never finds me I replied Go get your pajamas on, Jay, my dad said as the tone in his voice changed. As I left the dining room, nobody was saying anything. But when I got to my room, I could hear my dad and uncle talking angrily to each other. The last thing I heard was the door slam and my dad's stumping feet coming up the stairs. Did Uncle Tom and Aunt Linda leave? I asked. Yeah, they they had to go hit the road. My dad answered, giving me a long hug. Is it time to play, Dad? I asked as I was finishing getting my pajamas on. A few minutes. There's something I want to talk to you about. He replied as he sat on my bed. This will probably be the last time we play. As Uncle Tom wants you to come stay with him and Linda for a while, he said as tears welled up in his eyes. I didn't understand, but I did remember before Mommy was killed in the woods by that murderer that she and Daddy had talked about me living with Uncle Tom. So I didn't argue, I just hugged my dad. So if this was going to be our last game for a little while, then I was for sure not going to get caught. My dad left the room and went down into the basement where he always started. I could hear him counting as he walked away. 
One, two, three, four, five. His voice trailed off. He always gave me to 100 to hide. I climbed into my closet and pushed a crawl space door in and wriggled through the wall into the damp, dark space. The smell of dust and dirt filled my nose as I turned the electric lantern on. Turning back around, I pushed the little door back on and made myself comfortable. I just finished reading The New Incredible Hulk when I heard my dad come into the bedroom. Turning off the lantern, I heard him go into my closet shifting the hangers on the rod. He made noises like a big dog, sniffing and growling. It was really hard for me not to laugh as I sat there in the pitch black, waiting for him to leave so I could get back to reading. And then, there was a loud bang from outside as I heard my Uncle Tom yell my name. Jay, stay where you are and don't come out! Yelled into the house. I heard my dad run from my room and head towards the stairs. Mark, you don't need to do this. We can fix it. Look at Linda. She doesn't even change anymore. I didn't know what my uncle was talking about. But then, loud bangs rang through my house like fireworks going off. It was morning by the time I pulled the door off the crawl space and got out into my room. The house was dead quiet as I went into the washroom and cleaned myself up. When I went downstairs to get some breakfast, the house was empty. There was a note on the table from my dad. Jay, you're growing up to be such a strong boy. I need you to be even stronger now and go and live with Uncle Tom for a little while. I love you, son. I'm sorry this has to happen. Dad. The bottom was Uncle Tom's phone number. I cried. I mean, of course I did. My dad just left me to my aunt and uncle with no explanation. When I looked up, Tom was standing there with the rifle slung over his shoulder. Hurry up and finish your breakfast, buddy. We gotta get rid of an old wolf that I killed last night. We spent the rest of the day digging a hole and throwing in chopped pieces of the wolf. It was weird, but I thought I'd seen my dad's wedding ring on the ground. But it got knocked into the hole when Tom picked up one of the wolf's front paws. Uncle Tom, when can I see my dad again? I asked, trying to hold back tears. I'm not sure, Jay. That's the truth. Hopefully, someday soon we'll see. Tom replied as we started filling in the hole. I'm not going to lie. Going back to school was great after being out for a year. Tom and Linda took great care of me. But lately, Tom has been sleeping out in the barn. And every time he does this pretend wolf house, they keep me up really late at night. Heard him and Linda talking about how it may be time to play hide and seek again.
A helicopter mysteriously circles my house every night. Written by Raindrop Nightmare. We hear it every night at 12.01. The sound of a helicopter is heard circling around every house on our street for one hour. This has been happening for three years straight. No one has ever seen it as we are too scared to look. At 12.01, we immediately hear it. But since we live in the middle of Sedar Road, towards the end, the sound is far away. That gives our dad a chance to place the sheet of metal he got from work in the windows. He brought them home the day after this started happening. He came home and had me help him bring the pieces of metal in, cut up to fit the window perfectly. Because we live near the end of the street, it also gives us a chance to get back and hide somewhere. We aren't quite sure why we hide because we still don't truly know if this thing is a threat to us. I was only 12 the first time this happened. My brother was 10 and my sister was 7. It was a Friday night and at first we thought it was just any old helicopter you'd hear. We all always had a fascination with planes or helicopters and we would always look and watch them fly by. So the first time we heard it we all ran to the window to see it. It was muffled, indicating that it was still on the other end of the street, but we still should have been able to see it. But something weird happened when we did. The first thing we noticed is we didn't see it. There were no lights or anything. Another thing that I thought was weird was when we looked out the window, we heard no sound. And not just no sound from the helicopter, but no sound at all. No crickets or any other nighttime sounds. It was just dead air. But when we backed away from the window, we could hear it again. My dad noticed it too. And that's why we never tried to look at it anymore. We all find it very strange stops all of us from sleeping early we are too scared to go to sleep early something just keeps us awake to hear the helicopter because of this everyone's bedtime is 1 a.m not that my parents are happy about it they have tried to tell us to go to bed early but once it gets later in the day the thought of sleep leaves our mind And we have to stay awake. I don't know if it's hypnosis, fascination, or obsession. It circles around every house twice before moving on to the next one. We know this because our neighbors all hear the same thing we hear. For us, it starts muffled. But it gradually gets louder and louder until it reaches our house. We know it's at our house because it's at its max sound and the house will begin to vibrate. 
we know when it moves on because the vibration will stop. All of our neighbors tell a similar story. Of course, except for the Worthingtons, the Wallaces, and the Doyles, who are the first few houses on the street. They hear it loud immediately at first, and then it gets muffled. We had a standard procedure and it worked. I'm now 15, my brother is 13, and my sister is 10. And when the clock hits 11.30, my sister Jessie runs over to me, and she stays with me until the helicopter goes away. She and I have always been close, so she feels safe when she's with me. We kind of became desensitized to the whole thing. Sure, we still have a slight uneasiness due to the ambiguity of the situation, but it doesn't get our anxiety up anymore. It's just like a daily routine now. It's always the same sequence. Help dad put up the sheets of metal Shut off all the lights, make sure the doors are locked, get to our safe spot, and wait until 1am. We did this for three years, and everything was fine. Until one night, when the routine was interrupted. The day was going as normal. We all got up and went to school because my high school let out earlier than Jesse and Blake's. I would walk to their school and get them and we would all walk home together. We would stop to talk to the neighbors as we all knew each other. We hadn't seen the Wallaces though because they were out of town. My friend Alex came out of his house and ran up to the fence as we walked by. What's going on? Alex asked. Alex and I had been friends since we were in the first grade. Nothing special, same old stuff. Why, what's up? I asked. Can I sleep over? I mean, it's Friday. He asked. Why not? Let's go. I said. Alex went back into his house to get his things. He came back out with his little sister, Missy. Missy and Jesse are best friends. We got home and I asked my parents if Alex and Missy could stay the night. My parents always said yes as they loved Alex and Missy. And my parents' closest friends were Alex and Missy's parents. Nothing changed. It's not like they never heard the helicopter before. They lived six houses down from us. They have a similar routine to us, and they knew our routine by heart, so nothing felt different. The girls ran to Jesse's room. Blake grabbed something from the fridge and sat in the living room, while Alex and I had went to the basement as we had a better game room down there. A few hours later, I went upstairs to grab us some food and drinks and noticed that the sun was going down. I looked at the clock. It was 8.10, and I went back downstairs to Alex. Three hours and 51 minutes left, I said. Until the fun starts. 
Alex said with a chuckle. Yeah, we can call it that, I said back. We kept playing games until we heard the basement door open. Jesse and Missy came running down. Jesse sat down next to me, while Missy sat next to Alex. 11.30 already? I said. Yep, she said with a simple head nod. Alex and I kept playing PS4 and I kept my eye on the clock. Once it hit 11.55, I got up to turn the PS4 off and I jammed the sheets of metal in place of the windows. And I heard the basement door open once again. You kids should come upstairs, I heard my dad say. Already on it, I replied. We all walked upstairs. I shut the basement light off and shut the door behind me. We did a sweep of the house, shutting all the lights off and locking all the windows. We started upstairs and moved our way down. The basement windows were already covered and I shut the light off already. I was right in the middle of asking my dad where the metal was for the living room and kitchen windows when we heard it. The distant sound of the helicopter. We quickly put the sheets of metal up against the windows and shut the lights off. Jesse ran over and grabbed my hand and we all walked to our little safe space under the stairs. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. At first, everything seemed normal. The helicopter got a little louder at each house. I figured I would just sit back and relax for the next hour or so. It would take 30 minutes before I even reached our house. We sat and talked for a while while Jesse was right next to me. And almost 25 minutes later, we heard the helicopter getting louder. But over the sound of the helicopter, we heard it. A man yelling, like screaming. We had never heard anyone yell in the neighborhood normally, let alone now when the helicopter was out. My dad wanted to see what was wrong. Are you stupid? I said. Yeah, dad, I don't think that's a good idea, Blake said. I just want to see who that could be. 
my dad said. I couldn't just let him go alone, so I got up too. No, don't go, Jesse said. Jesse, just stay here. Don't move on. I'm just going to see what dad is doing, I said. I walked out to see my dad slowly making his way to the window. I walked up behind him, and he pointed over towards the other side of the metal sheet. We grabbed it. Are you sure about this? I questioned. Just for a quick second, my dad said. I hesitated, but we pulled the sheet of metal off, and we saw a man. He was standing there with his head tilted, waving. We stood there, confused. We were putting the sheet of metal back in the window, when all of a sudden, a spotlight appeared on the man, and we heard the helicopter. The house also began to vibrate. But what scared us the most was that the spotlight revealed that the man was Mr. Wallace. His eyes had blood running from them, and he was smiling. Joseph? My dad yelled. Dad? I yelled. He wouldn't move. I grabbed the sheet of metal and put it back up against the window, and I looked at my dad. Why could we still hear the helicopter? We were looking out the window, I said. Because this time it had something to show us. He replied. I thought they were out of town. I said. I thought they were too because I haven't seen them in days. My dad said. What the hell was wrong with him? I asked. We could still hear the helicopter. And Joseph started screaming again. We started to hear the helicopter get even louder than before. It's landing. I said. My dad and I took a step back and then we heard a clicking noise. It was hard to describe. Not clicking like you'd hear from your heater or something. It was like the sound people made with their tongue. Only it was louder and more rapid. We started to hear another noise that I soon figured out what it was. Dad. Something is climbing up the side of our house, I said. We then started hearing glass break every few seconds. Something's breaking our windows, my dad said. We ran to the closet and told everyone to stay inside and not make a noise, and we locked it. My dad and I then ran to the basement, thinking maybe we could sneak a peek at the helicopter When we moved the sheet of metal, we saw nothing. We looked at each other with confusion. And as soon as we put the sheet of metal back on the window, we heard it again. And we then heard something hit our walkway. It sounded like a metal fragment hitting the ground. And that's when we realized that something had just ripped one of the sheets of metal out of one of the windows. Someone is in our house, my dad said. 
we walked our way upstairs with a flashlight and some metal pipes we found. As we were heading towards the closet, we saw something come down the stairs. It was a very skinny and lanky creature. It was as wide as the staircase and very tall. But as it hit the bottom of the stairs, it all of a sudden changed back into Joseph Wallace. We quickly ducked behind a wall and went inside a little storage closet. And we sat there for what felt like 10 minutes. But it was only 30 seconds. When something came slowly walking around the wall and over to the closet. Slowly walked by, taking a step every three seconds or so. Its steps sounded heavy like there was a cinder block tied to its foot. It stopped right in front of the closet and just stood there. We saw saliva dripping from its mouth and listened to its heavy breathing. It finally turned and walked away. We figured it was gone, so we exited the closet and tried to get back to the stairs. One thing we noticed is the front door was open. So whatever this thing was, it could unlock and open doors. We also saw the spotlight of the helicopter shining in. We all of a sudden heard a loud inhuman shriek. Think of the alien sound you would hear on a video game when it spots you. Similar to the sound the bugs make on Resident Evil 4. We quickly but quietly got back into the spot under the stairs. The creature came running back into the house, knocking everything over. It was throwing a fit, but we just stayed quiet. I held Jesse tight, and we listened to this thing trash our house on top of hearing the helicopter. Finally walked right up by the door to the stairs I could hear its muffled breathing the floor made a creak and we all looked at each other with fear as whatever this thing was did what I hoped it wouldn't it started banging at the door luckily for us everyone stayed quiet and no one screamed this thing just kept banging on the door door wouldn't be able to take much more and then I had an idea my radio up in my room was always on so I grabbed my phone and turned on my bluetooth connected to my phone and I turned up the volume to the max on my phone and played music we heard it from downstairs the banging stopped and the creature ran upstairs I took this opportunity to run out and try and get this thing out of our house I ran to the stairs and turned the music off I started yelling and banging on the wall and it slowly walked into my view and it was Joseph again smiling and waving I ran and then I heard the creature shriek again 
I ran and hid behind the front door, hoping that it thought I ran outside. It did, and it ran outside too. I shut and locked the door and started backing up, thinking it was all over, when all of a sudden I heard a loud crash. The thing crashed through the sheet of metal on one of the windows in the living room. I fell to the ground. I tried to look outside, but all I saw was a bright spotlight. I couldn't see the helicopter. The creature slowly walked up to me and leaned over right in my face. It took a breath and started to shriek again, but then I heard a loud alarm, almost like a loud fire alarm. The creature looked back and jumped out the window. I looked at my phone. It was one o'clock. I got up and put the sheet of metal back up against the window as my dad came rushing out. We heard the helicopter go away, but it wasn't like it usually was. It didn't gradually get quieter. It just sounded like it quickly flew away. I leaned up against the wall and slid down to sit. Everyone else came out and ran over to me, and I told them what happened. We grabbed a sheet of metal from outside and replaced it on the window upstairs. It was in Jessie's room, so she slept in my room. The next morning, we all woke up, and we were having breakfast. My dad came home and called me over, and we went outside and talked. I tried to figure out what happened, and what we came up with was Joseph must have decided that he was going to try and look at the helicopter. When he realized that everything got quiet and he couldn't see it, he must have gone outside and looked up. Maybe that triggered it. Whatever he saw turned them into some kind of shape-shifting being. The screaming was a trick to get us to look outside so that Joseph could come and get us. We also theorized that whenever he suspected we would see him, he shifted into Joseph. But whenever he was alerted and chasing us or searching for us, he was the creature. That night, we got ready for our routine, but we didn't hear the helicopter. The same thing the next night and the night after that. Alex wasn't hearing it either, and neither was any of the other neighbors. Two weeks went by and we still weren't hearing it. We got the windows repaired and we could now finally go to sleep at a normal time. I theorized that the helicopter didn't finish its cycle down the street because it stopped at our house. That's why the alarm went off at 1 o'clock. The helicopter was still on the street and it just flew away, never finishing the cycle. After a year, the helicopter has never returned and the neighborhood has returned to normal. I just hope that thing never comes back to finish this cycle.
Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please consider becoming a member of my Patreon page, where you can have access to over 200 episodes with no ads, no promo, no bullshit. Just scary stories which you can download or listen to through an exclusive podcast feed. You'll have access to the entire Scarecast catalog, my bedtime story collection, and over 40 episodes never before released on the podcast. You can join today by visiting patreon.com slash the Scarecast. All information will be posted in the description of this episode. Also, follow my Instagram at the Scarecast for podcast updates. As always, be safe out there, and until next time.